Welcome to the Center of Excellence podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing. With me, as always, we have Oliver Young, Operations Director at the Young Automotive Group. Woot he looks woot. like he wants to say something. Oh, it's just a woot-woot. It was a woot-woot. I wanted to get it started with a woot-woot. One of the best woot-woots <laughs> in the industry. That's fantastic. <laughs> we also have Brad Taylor, Corporate Trainer at the Center of Excellence. And with us again today, special guest, uh, Travis Holt, General Manager at the Young Ford Store. T. In Holt. What's up? Remember, Utah. Ryan Albert didn't I? Nope. <laughs> that guy. What a shame. He just wasn't buying what you were selling, huh? He wasn't. He was not buying what I was selling, but it taught me a good lesson for the, the next interview. That's good. That's good. And he crushed it. <laughs> well, we certainly hope that your customers are buying what you're selling, and they're seeing things from a slightly different perspective than you are. Uh, Brad, why don't you take us through kind of what the customer's seeing? Yeah, for sure. So uh, the majority of our intent and everything we do day in and day out as trainers, as sales professionals, we focus so much on our process and the things that we are doing and the next step and what we must follow. On the flip side of that is the customer and the customer experience. And Oliver, what is the Young Automotive Group mission statement? We take pride in delivering an exceptional customer experience while generating a fiercely loyal following that loves to think young. Boom. Boom. Like, that was a roller coaster. You started, oh, you started yeah. down, you started you gotta, low. You got to ride that roller coaster. <laughs> that tone and inflection was on point. <laughs> uh, so the customer is at the center of that mission statement. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we forget that a customer is there and they're going through a similar process as we are. Um, as a matter of fact, the customer process, first off, there has to be some kind of a need. They wouldn't be at our dealerships or on our website or watching our marketing unless they had a need, right? So a need Absolutely. has to exist. The only way we can start to move forward with our process is if we establish some good rapport and we connect with the customer. We call that the like phase of the customer buying process. Next, we have to move into the listen phase and then the believe phase so that they will buy from us phase. So Travis, what's what's been your experience as far as creating relationships and, and getting to the point with a customer where you know that they like you? Oliver hit on, and I don't even think I, I completely realized it, but it, it's definitely when they're laughing with you, right? When you, when you maybe have this inside joke on something because you related to something previously in the, in the conversation, which could be just as simply as you both like the vehicle, you know, but, but I would say that that's where it really starts to, to kick in is when they're, when they're laughing with you. And, and what do you, and when you, when you ask the question, like, what do you mean by like? You know, a customer has to like you. What does that mean? That they connect with you, that there's a relationship established. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When I think about it, I'm like, when I when I go in with somebody, I want to be able to see them and their needs, right, as a salesperson. Um, but also, I want to be able to develop something where we actually have common rapport. And and we talked about that in, la- in the last episode, uh, where we have to build that rapport. And that is so crucial in, in the buying process for the customer. Yeah. And, and one thing that I saw as kind of a crucial connection is the customer experience or the customer buying process isn't a lot different than 
just going through a process of, of learning to trust somebody. So uh, this probably will never happen because I don't think I would go. But Oliver, let's say you asked me to go rock climbing with you. Let's do it, bro. Uh, am I going to have to like you uh, enough to listen to you that, hey, rock climbing is a good idea? I know that you're passionate about it. You're going to have to absolutely, you'll s- sit there, stand on the ground. If you don't like me and you're not going to listen to me, you're just going to stand there and be like, I'm not going. I'm not going. No matter what I do, you'll just say, I'm going to sit right on the ground here. And I've had actually people do that where they're just, I'm not going to budge. Yeah. I, if I was standing at the bottom of a cliff with you and you told me, even though we're really good friends and I listen to a lot of the uh, incredible advice and I trust that you have all the knowledge on how to help me get up there. If I don't truly believe that I can make it to the top of that cliff, I, I ain't going. I'm not buying what you're selling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 100%. And, and like I said, the the customer has to be center of what we do. And it's so easy to revert back to what we know, which is our side of that process, building rapport, getting to know them, uh, establishing some common ground, and then moving into our demonstration and presentation, which is the, the listening phase. But from a customer standpoint, uh, Travis, what about for you? Like, when's a time when you really began to listen to somebody when they were either giving you a presentation on a product or uh, even in an interview when you've hired somebody? The, the biggest thing is always that wherever that connection hits, right? There's There's got to be some sort of connection that's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. They really do know about this thing or they really do care about me or we really are connected that i i what, what's funny is when you think about the times that you didn't listen to the salesperson right because you can go through your head and be like oh i didn't listen to that guy at all right when did that happen now he, i i can think of a couple times when i was with a salesperson they were the most knowledgeable people on the planet about the product and my entire my head was just saying I'm not listening to you. But it was mostly because I didn't like the person. I didn't trust that they had my best interest at heart, even though they knew a ton about the product that I was looking at. I don't know if you guys have felt that. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of times as a customer, when a salesperson is attempting to establish that trust, a lot of times we feel like we're being sold. Yeah. And we don't actually know if it's factual or truthful information in the auto industry right now. We're going through a huge inventory shortage. And I know on the sales side, the sales process side, uh, a lot of the salespeople are commenting to customers, hey, there's not a huge abundance of inventory and this vehicle may not be available when you come back. The customer comes back the next day with intention to buy and lo and behold, the salesperson was right. There was someone else there ready to buy it. And so uh, as a customer, we need to listen to our salespeople. But that rapport uh, that is established in the like phase is so important. We have to build that common connection so that we will listen. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Travis. One of the big things with that, uh, yeah, the customer didn't listen, but how come the customer didn't listen? So we as salespeople didn't do a good enough job at building that relationship so that they trusted us enough. And then 
They come back the next day and it's sold and you're like, yep, well, that thing's sold, but we failed them. We failed them. So so there's just not much that we can do to influence the customer, to make the customer listen if they just don't like us. Yeah, that's the and, base. And do you guys find, do you find that uh, in sales, and I haven't sold a lot of stuff, I'm obviously sales noob, um, but I've, I've done, you know, I've done some trainings, I've done some presentations. Um, do you find that you can see it when that connection is made? You can actually see something change in the customer when that connection is made and they, they really actually seem to start to like you? Yeah, body language changes, the type of conversation changes. They start asking you questions, whether it's regarding yourself or the product. They start saying, okay, how about this, this, and that? Because now you now you can see they care about the words that are coming out of my mouth. So we've established something, right? And you're going to always be establishing more like or more, more trust, right? Um, and with more of that, you get them to listen more. I, I, I don't know if you guys agree with that. Yeah, it's like a first date. You usually know pretty early on in a first date how things are going. One thing, sometimes you just don't get along with people. And I, as a sales guy, had a relationship with a couple other sales guys who have a different personality than me. And if I wasn't jiving with somebody, I went and grabbed one of them, whoever I thought was going to jive better and say, hey, this guy's going to help you. He, he's the guy. And that's delivering an exceptional customer that's, experience. Yeah, that's because the customer is absolutely central. Now, uh, a lot of times when you go out there and you think about, again, a process of getting from a need to a purchase, most of the information out there is the process that the sales professional goes through. So when I think of those steps or processes, so if uh, if one of the first steps is to be a great listener and we try to put ourselves on the customer side of it, if you can see that that customer is listening intently, guess what? You've made a connection. And if you can see that they are paying attention and validating what you're saying and asking important questions, you know you've made that connection and you're starting to progress. As a sales professional and then again also as a customer, it's important during that process to remember uh, important information, information that was relevant to the transaction, relevant to the relationship. Uh, going back to climbing, I think if I was listening intently to you and you taught me how to move uh, from one handhold to the next, that should be something I pay close attention to. Well, and I think you're starting to dig into a, a really important part because, right, we're saying we've established a connection. Now, how do we get them to listen to us? Well, if I don't know how to climb the route, are you going to listen to me? No. And will it be obvious if I'm like, hey, uh, just uh, just search around for a hold there, right? You'd be like, this guy don't know what he's doing. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, tie the rope however you want to. Uh-oh. Right? <laughs> so it's not only good enough to create the connection, but you also have to be knowledgeable about what you're talking about. Is that where you're kind of yeah. driving towards? Yeah, absolutely. Brad? It's the confidence that mm -hmm. comes in the way the communication uh, comes through. So to get a customer to listen to you, you have to be a product expert. Because if you don't know what you're talking about, will they listen to you? No. And now the first six months of me selling used cars, I was not confident on presenting used cars. And I could obviously see they didn't want to talk to me because I was like, I don't know, uh, see that black thing under the hood? That's a fire dampener. And it's like, that's the feature I'm trying to really point out. And they're like, this engine's going to catch on fire. <laughs> I, it was just, it was, it's just being, being, 
I don't know what to present. And so I don't have, I don't have confidence. I don't, right. We sometimes take that for granted. We have to become product experts so that our customers will listen to us through their buying process. So Tim, on, on the marketing side, you may be the intrepid sales noob, but thank you for remembering. You are definitely a marketing guru. So in presenting marketing, don't you also go through those same types of steps? Oh, oh yeah, most most definitely. And and I'll be I will be the first to admit there are parts of my business that I don't fully understand, but I have people that support me that absolutely do. And if I know that I am not the right person to present a, a particular bit of information, I'll find the person who is and and I will have them help me out. I love that. And thinking from the customer perspective, if you have a professional that is willing to get another professional involved, that just adds to that level of confidence. And will the customer listen? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This professional trusts that professional. I should definitely listen to, to, to what they're going through, right? And so ultimately the goal of any customer is to have whatever they need and have it filled, right? Whether it be a new automobile or, you know, learning how to complete a new task, learning how, how to climb. And we have to depend on relationships and, and building those relationships through trust and from their knowledge. So, uh, Travis, when was the last time that you went out and attempted to buy something and you, you felt that real customer experience? Uh, so, it's been a little bit of time, but I went to go buy. I knew I wanted a MacBook. Uh, I knew the one I wanted. I wanted the, the nicest one there was. I walked into the Apple store. Um, the guy started chatting with me. I didn't really. I'm not a people person. I didn't want to sit there and chat with him. A salesperson that's not a people right? person. Well, I, I, I learned. <laughs> you so learned how to be a people person. I learned how to be a Doesn't people person. Mean you're a people but person. in my personal life, I still don't like it. So. I'm, I'm there and this guy's asking me these questions and I'm like, dude, come on. I, I know which one I want. Just let me buy this one. Do you have it available? And he's like, well, what are you using? He just, he just kept persisting and broke me down. We built a relationship and found out that I didn't need to, sp- I was able to spend half the money on the MacBook and it did everything I ever needed it to. So I, I really didn't need to spend the money on the bigger one. And had he not really tried to build that w- with me, and then for me to then trust him that he was right, I uh, I would have spent double the money on something that I absolutely didn't need. I find that interesting. It's as you were going through that story, you were almost going through the sales process. But then once you were able to put yourself in the position of being a customer of, hey, this is the sales professional. As a customer, I need to listen to this person because I see that they have my best interests and I need to believe what they're sharing with me. Because uh, Trev, you, you, as you went in there, you were thinking, I'm an expert. I know exactly what I want. I had right? done research for like two months. I knew yep. it was the one I wanted. And then that person allowed you to see he's the expert. Exactly. And that person, you've done research for two months. What does that mean? How many hours? Gosh, 20, 30 hours probably. So that is half of one work week that he's been there. And he's probably been there for what, three years, four years, maybe, right? Even if it's a year, 
Does he does he have more experience with MacBooks than you? In two weeks, he has more experience <laughs> yeah, than right? me, right? He's got so yeah. much more experience. And all he has to... And so, but when you walked in there, did you trust him? I did not. No. But he was able to do what? First, get you to like him. Then you were able to... I'm going to listen to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I, I get what you're saying. And then once you finally realize, you know what? He is a professional. I, that, that person is a professional in the relationship. He saved you half the money, uh, half of what you would spend. And is that good for Apple? Yeah, because now he has a, a customer that feels treated rather than I have to do all my research all the time to be able to do any one little thing. Made you a believer. Yep. Yeah, so uh, I just I continue to find it you know, very incredible that as sales professionals that we know the sales process, we feel like we have to push so specifically through that process that when it's our turn to be that customer, we don't actually stop and slow down (laughs) and like the person that we're doing business with and then listen to the person that is giving us professional information and then believe that information so that we can buy and ultimately have a better experience. No, I love it. That's fantastic. Uh, so do, do we have a do we have an action item this week? Yeah. So uh, for all of you that consistently listen to the podcast and you're here to develop your personal skills, this week, go out and either secret shop somebody or during an experience when you know you need to go out and purchase a, a new item, go through the customer experience, the customer buying process like the individual you're doing business with, listen to the individual that you're there doing business with, believe the information that they're sharing with you and and see if that pushes you to buy and ultimately creates that better experience for you. All right. That's fantastic. Well, it is time for Tim's copious notes. So we're talking about the buying process. Uh, In this process, it's important to remember that the customer is also going through a process. We're not just going through a sales process. They're going through a buying process. This is because a need exists. And it's important for us to remember that the customer is central to our process. And again, they're going through a process all their own. This comes in three phases. There's the like phase, the listen phase, and the believe phase. The like phase is absolutely critical. You're going nowhere without the without the like phase. This is where rapport is built, uh, which is absolutely critical to making the customer like you. There is absolutely nothing you can do to influence the customer or make them listen and move on to that next phase if they don't like you. And you'll see it happen. You'll see body language change. The communication will change. The customer will start to ask you questions. This is how you know that the customer is starting to like you. Then they'll start to listen. Once that connection is made, the customer will listen, but you've got to be confident, knowledgeable, and authoritative to keep them on. Uh, You need to allow the customer to see that you are the expert and they will absolutely continue to listen. That's going to move them to the believe phase. The customer is now a believer. This is the terminus of the sale. You have done it. You have gotten them to the mountaintop. The terminus of the sale. Terminus. 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 It's where all things end, Oliver. Terminus. (laughs) Tim, if you What's that word? Wait, say it again. Terminus. Oof. I can't say it. Terminus. <laughs> That's not coming out right. If I found out later on that Tim was actually a writer for Reader's Digest, <laughs> it would not surprise well, me. Those are at, incredible notes. We're at the terminus. 
of this podcast. <laughs> we are at the terminus of this podcast. So. Terminus. Well, I can't get that uh, one. I've got an action item for you, Oliver, and that is to go look up the word terminus, uh, get a pronunciation dictionary, and <laughs> learn how to say I it. I got it. Terminus. Uh, well, I want to thank you guys. This has been a fantastic episode. Some really great information here. And uh, for all of those out listening, thank you for listening. Please leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't. Uh, give us some stars. Give us some feedback. If you have questions for us, by all means, send those to us at podcast at youngseaway.com or throw us uh, ideas for future podcasts with that email address as well. And finally, get this podcast in front of your friends, your family, uh, coworkers. Stock somebody in the parking lot and just tell them about it if you want to. That's going to help us out a great deal. So thank you so much, and we'll see you all on the next one. Thank the you, Tim.